Studio D production. Oh, Kyle's mom was like, if you want jewelry, What's I'll make that? some jewelry. She I'm made me this bleeding. necklace. Sorry, Sorry I what? Hear no, say it again. <laughs> so Kyle's mom said that she would make me some jewelry, and she gave me this necklace for my birthday. That's very pretty. Yeah, I really like it. Yeah. That's my aesthetic. <laughs> I'm bleeding. I hope I, hope oh, I don't have a bloodborne oh. illness because oh. I just wiped my blood on <laughs> Hannah's paper because it was the only absorbent thing other than clothes in the room. So I'm going to frame it. <laughs> Are you okay? How did you, what did you do? <laughs> so Sid scratched me, my cat, and then I just picked it because that's... <laughs> Okay, that I makes sense. Scratched, scratched the scab, and I wasn't even thinking about it. I was just staring at Belle. She was all excited about her wedding, and then I was scratching it, and I just pulled it right off. And then I was like, "Oh, well, that was dumb." Do you want a band aid? <laughs> we'd have to like pause to go get a band aid. You could just keep wiping. Sit it down. Off. I want to tell you a story, a really weird and messed up story with murdering ghosts and gobbly ghouls. It's all really fucked up, so don't you be. It's after family story time. The podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Effed Up Family Story Time. I'm Salem. And I'm Hannah. And with us today, we have Belle and. Oh, go ahead. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we have Belle. Hey, guys. And Kelly. Hey. <laughs> so, how's everyone doing? Good. Good. Just, just trudging along through the end of the world. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, we're here recording our 20th episode, episode 20 in ooh, 2020. Ooh. Have we been oh, no. doing this for a year yet? When was our very first recording? In, I September. think, September. September. So it's almost, almost a year. We're coming up. But tw- episode 20 in 2020 feels like something real bad's going to go down. <laughs> Not going to does. The house is going to collapse. <laughs> yeah. All right, before we get started, we want to let y'all know that Jess has made the personal decision to take a step back from the podcast. But she is still uh, certainly very involved in our family. She's not taking a step back from our family. <laughs> she no, has no, no choice about her, that. And we just saw her the other night. And she is going to be kind of behind the scenes supporting us. Yeah. No. And hopefully she'll come back on in the future. Hopefully she'll be a guest. And if nothing else, be on occasionally. So Yeah. But until then, you're stuck with the four of us. Yeah. Now you can't yeah. be like, I don't like those podcasts that Kelly's on. Bring back <laughs> Jess. Oh, snap. Too bad. Too bad. <laughs> So I do have something I want to share with y'all because this kind of blew my mind and it's probably something that's not a big deal, but it really upsets me. So did you all know that Buffalo Wild Wings, the restaurant, B-dubs, B-dubs, uh, fries all of their food, including like French fries and like food without me and their chicken wings, everything is fried in like beef fat. That makes sense. No, it does not. <laughs> Delicious. Why? I mean, so much... No. So much stuff is fried in lard, which is also an animal product. Not anymore. Like the no, Delicious. yeah. Because when I was vegetarian, like I'm not surprised by this because when I was vegetarian, <laughs> I was looking at places that I could eat fries, and it's so few because so many places fry even their like vegetarian options in animal byproducts. So I'm not surprised by this. I at guess all. I just <laughs> thought that like McDonald's and Burger King had all moved away from that. And, no, like, I think Wendy's like McDonald's all the main still ones. does. And like I, I might just be wrong. don't understand why a chicken restaurant is frying it's all using... of their stuff in beef fats. You yes, know that's... that is weird. Yeah, and like there's not Delicious. even hardly For any flavor. beef on. Delicious. But does it make that much of a difference in flavor? There's not even hardly any beef on the menu, and so it means that if you are a vegetarian, which I'm trying to be, <laughs> that you can't eat like any. You can't eat French fries. You can't eat any of their fries. Like all you can eat there is their black their bean celery. burger, which they grill on the same grill as their beef burger without cleaning oh. it. Which I don't really care that much about cross contamination because that cow was dead before I bought my black bean burger. But there are some people <laughs> that do. Yeah, but there are people who do it for religious reasons, not just like ethical reasons, and they can't have that. So like, you can eat practically, you can eat like a side salad with croutons, and like that's it. <laughs> Buffalo Wild Wings. So that's my interesting bit of information to... is that all the chicken is fried in beef fat. That's dumb. To be fair, delicious. Why would you as a vegetarian go to Buffalo Wild Wings and expect <laughs> I have an answer. to eat, okay? <laughs> 
I have an answer. And I realize that this is a very, very new vegetarian saying this. And there are a lot of experienced vegetarians who would want to come in here and smack me across the face. But I kind of think that vegetarianism is a pain in everyone else's ass. And we should just keep it a little bit more contained. And I think that you do not need to eat amazing amounts of protein for every single meal that you have. So go to the damn Buffalo Wild Wings and order some fries, ideally, but I guess not. Order a black bean burger or order some a side salad and then go get some food afterwards and enjoy <laughs> your time with your friends. Now, I, I get realize that, that the fair. frustration that vegetarians feel is real. They should have spaces they can go where they can enjoy themselves. And also, if your friends want to go watch a game of Buffalo Wild Wings, eat before you go and drink a hell of a lot of Bloody Marys because then they serve <laughs> the garnishes on Olive, the side. Celery. And that is all vegetarian, bitches. <laughs> cheese. Uh, do you do cheese still? As do a vegetarian, you? yes. Vegans yeah. do not. But you can get it without. I don't. Not all Bloody Marys have cheese. So. Well, mine do always do. Bloody Marys have cheese? Yeah. You can get yes. cheese in the garnish. They and eat, well, bacon. Yeah, bacon. Oh, like little cubes, like of, little cheese. cubes of cheese. I was no. thinking shredded cheese just on top of a Bloody <laughs> I Mary. I would do that. <laughs> Bacon is not vegetarian, though. <laughs> I'm doing that, Hannah. Just like pouring shredded cheese on top of the Bloody Mary. That's Do you guys want to hear a <laughs> Kyle a joke before we move on? Yes, let's yeah. hear a Kyle joke. What's the first rule of Vegan Fight Club? Always what? talk about Tell vegan Clyde. everyone <laughs> <laughs> about Vegan Fight Club. That's great. Oh, that's really good. <laughs> All right. So this week, uh, Hannah is telling the story. Bitches. Are you ready, <laughs> Hannah? Yeah. Why don't you tell yeah. us what you're doing? All right. So on my blood-covered paper that Kelly put her blood on. hey Very fitting for this story. <laughs> uh, I am telling the story of the exorcism of Annalise Michelle. Uh, for those of you who don't know, that those, these are the true events that inspired the movie The Exorcism of Emily Rose, which came out in 2005. <laughs> Kelly and I were counting how many how many ciders we have left and how was, many. I'm so sorry. I was trying to figure out in my head because I have to drive home that these are small ciders. Yeah, so if we yeah. have three, they equal two. And I was so I was talking about like you're having your third, but that actually is two. So if I have only a two, I can have third and still drive home. That's mm-hmm. what I was. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. That was it's important. Hilarious. It's important to be safe. <laughs> Drink responsibly, everyone. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, so my main source for this story was Wikipedia. Awesome. Shout out to Wikipedia, not Conservapedia. Wiki, wiki. Wikipedia. <laughs> uh, I also got information from an All That's Interesting article by Gabe Paoletti. Okay. Sorry if I said your name wrong, sir. Uh, and then there's also an article on thegrunge.com. And I got a tiny little snippet from the actual German criminal code, like the book, the German criminal code, like what they use to do their laws. Oh, great. That's cool. Ooh. Um, and I watched a BuzzFeed Unsolved video called The Chilling Exorcism of Annalise Michelle. And I might use this video of like actual audio by Creep Freak called Annalise Michelle English Subtitles Enhanced Audio Real Exorcism Audio Tape. Ooh. I might. I might not. We'll see. It might be a little too much. <laughs> I want to hear it either way. Well, yeah. Well, okay. we can all go look on our own, yeah. too. All right. So Anna Elizabeth Annalise Michelle was born September 21st in 1952 in Liebelfing, Bavaria, West Germany. Liebelfing? Is the I before the E? No, it's after. Liebel. Then it's Lie. Lie? You pronounce the second letter as... Uh, In Liebelfing, Bavaria, West Germany. She was born to a Roman Catholic family. Her parents were Joseph... Yes. Maybe next time you do your sources... Uh... (laughs) You should also look up how to pronounce the numerous words she that you never know said, how to say. She has said she's not ever going to look no. up pronunciation. Fuck you. <laughs> she was born to a Roman Catholic family. Her parents were Yosef and Anna Michelle, and she had three sisters. So Anna, Annalise's mother, had a child out of wedlock in 1948, and it brought such shame on her family that she had to wear a black wedding dress on her wedding day. Yeah. I want to wear a black wedding dress. I bet you already <laughs> bought your wedding dress. Yeah. Yeah. No. Just Do you dye think it grandma black? would dye it black for me? I doubt <laughs> Absolutely it. Absolutely not. Nope. <laughs> nope. Maybe, like... maybe after the wedding. <gasps> yes. Oh. Yes. No one ever uses their wedding dresses. You should yeah, dye it no, black. Yeah, no, if I dyed it black, I could wear it to everything. 
All right, we hijacked Hannah's story. Let's go. We did. <laughs> so as cool as a black wedding dress would be now in 1948 Germany, that's not ideal. Um, <laughs> no. Shame. Yeah. So after shame the, the shame that she shame brought to, to her, her family. Cow. What? <laughs> I said the shame to her family and the shame to her cow. Is that Mulan? Yeah, what? I think so. <laughs> Oh, no, it's dishonor on your family, dishonor on your cow. (laughs) Okay, so after the shame that Anna had brought to her family, she was attempt, she, and her cow, and her cow. (laughs) After the shame that this brought Anna's family, she attempted to atone for her sins by becoming an extremely devout Catholic. Uh, On the other side, Annalise's father, Yosef, had considered becoming a priest before marrying Anna, and three of her aunts were nuns. So needless to say, the entire Michelle family was extremely religious. They went to mass twice a week and... Only twice a week? Uh, yeah, I guess only twice a week. That's not like... <laughs> I, was, I was trying to be snarky, but That's no. like normal I mean, like, amount of time. Grandma so Sunday, Wednesday. went to church every Wednesday night and Sunday night. Yeah, so I guess that's not that out of the ordinary. Wednesday mass and Sunday mass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Remember? they had more masses on Sunday than just one, but you only had to pick one. Twice a week is pretty normal. Yeah. Right? No, actually, no, that's not true. Some people go Sunday morning mass, Sunday evening mass, and Wednesday mass, right? And Wednesday. And sometimes they have a Saturday thing. And if you're Catholic, that's when confession is usually They were on fucking Saturday. slacking. They were. <laughs> they weren't even that they religious weren't even religious. <laughs> Fakers. <laughs> um, but they were very religious. <laughs> they were. In reality. Uh, so at the age of 16... Annalise suddenly blacked out while she was at school, and she started walking around in days. She didn't remember the incident at all, but her friends and family said that she was in a trance-like state. And a year after that, she experienced a similar occurrence when she woke up in a trance and wet her bed, and then started convulsing, and her body began shaking uncontrollably. A neurologist diagnosed Michelle with temporal lobe epilepsy, which causes seizures, loss of memory, and visual and auditory hallucinations. And temporal lobe epilepsy can also cause Geschwind syndrome, which is a disorder that is marked by hyper-religious, religios, hyper-religiousness. Religiosity? <laughs> religiosity. I like being how I'm looking very at Belle because she always makes fun of me for not being able to pronounce it. No, I know. I'm just, you know, you're too religious. I mean, hyper-religiousness is not, like, saying that you're too religious. It's just saying that, like, you have a have fixation on religious you're things. You're very it religious. Very, it sounds like it's saying you're too religious. <laughs> well, right. Hyper-religiosity sounds pretty. It's killing you. <laughs> Tone it back. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so in June of 1970, Annalise suffered her third seizure at the psychiatric hospital where she had been staying and she was prescribed anti-convulsion drugs, including Dilantin. The drugs did not alleviate the problem at the time, and she started describing seeing devil faces throughout the day. And in the same month, she was prescribed Aolept, which is similar to chlorpromazine, and is used in the oh, treatment. <laughs> well, I know what chlorpromazine is. Oh, mom is familiar. Mom knows. Sorry, I, I figured know. mom would be familiar. Sorry, I know what Dilantin me. is, too, but I don't know what the other one is. Aolept. 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 I don't fucking know. No, no, I want to know. It's similar to chlorpromazine and is used in the treatment of psychoses, uh, including schizophrenia. And so Michelle graduated in 1973 and enrolled at the University of Würzburg. And while there, her classmates described her as withdrawn and very religious. By 1973, Annalise began suffering from depression and started hallucinating while praying she complained about hearing voices that told her she was damned and that she would rot in hell. Just like, you know, I respect, you know, like being devout in your faith and like following that. But like if every single one of your friends only describes you as very religious, <laughs> you should probably find another hobby. <laughs> you might want to branch out. A yeah. Bit. <laughs> very religious and also collects <laughs> antique chairs. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, something. <laughs> a little diversity of interests. Your religion is not a personality trait. <laughs> so the psychiatric hospital didn't improve her health and she became even more depressed. And the medications and long-term treatments were also not helping. And she started becoming very frustrated that she had been taking pharmaceutical drugs, pharmacological drugs. So Annalise was frustrated with her 
her treatments because she had been taking these drugs for five years and they hadn't been doing anything. Not anything at all? No. There was no improvement in any of her behaviors. Yeah, that's kind of weird. She started to become intolerant of Christian sacred places and objects like the crucifix. And around this time, Annalise went to San Damiano with a family friend. San Damiano is a church located in Italy that holds the San Damiano Cross, which is a large cross before which St. Saint- Francis of Assis was praying when he said to have received the commission from the Lord to rebuild the church. Is it Assisi? A-S-S-I-S. There is St. Francis Assisi. Maybe that's it. I've never heard of a Francis. I've never heard of a Francis either. All right, never mind. St. Francis of Assisi. So we were at the point where they were at San Damiano. Um... So on this trip that Michelle went with a family friend, uh, her escort concluded that she was suffering from demonic possession because she was unable to walk past a crucifix and refused to drink from the water in a Christian holy spring. And Father Alt, who was, I think, like her priest, her resident priest. Is that a thing? I don't fucking know. <laughs> I don't know either. He, he wrote that Annalise told me and Frau Hein confirmed this, that she was unable to enter the shrine. She approached it with the greatest hesitation, then said that the soil burned like fire and she simply could not stand it. She then walked around the shrine in a wide arc and tried to approach it from the back. She looked at the people who were kneeling in the area surrounding the little garden, and it seemed to her that while praying, they were gnashing their teeth. She got as far away as the edge of the little garden. Then she had to turn back. Coming from the front again, she had to avert her glance from the picture of Christ in the chapel of the house. She made it several times to the garden, but could not get past it. She also noted that she could no longer look at medals or pictures of saints. They sparkled so immensely that she could not stand it. So everyone around Annalise at this time became convinced that she was possessed, and they consulted multiple priests and asked for an exorcism. All of the priests had declined and recommended that uh, Annalise continue her medical treatment and... In case you don't know, exorcisms require the bishop's permission in the Catholic Church, and approval is only given if the person meets a very strict set of criteria. And at this time, she didn't fit the criteria, although intense dislike for religious objects and supernatural powers are some of the first indications of possession. So she indicated like some of the criteria, but not enough that they would approve an exorcism for her. It was her. just like the beginning, like, oh, maybe yeah. she's starting to be possessed. Catholic Church is pretty judgy. They yep. are. <laughs> I mean, also, but it's a big don't deal, have the though. best judgment in a lot of but cases. But I mean, like exorcism, if you look at the process of exorcism, it can be kind of dangerous what yeah. they do. So they don't want to just like willy nilly go into a situation. I, I think that's part of it. And well, then also that's very logical. Fine. And then also, I think there's that like you have to prove it to us because we're so, you know, just like the criteria of the religion. You have to prove. I don't know. I think at this time, like. And it was the 70s at this point, like exorcisms were not very common. No. And I think that in order to protect the Catholic Church from people like accusing them that exorcisms were dangerous, that's why they had such a strict was set of criteria. Was there a point in history where exorcisms were common? Like probably like Fuck the 1400s. Yeah. Right. I bet you they were really common in the 1400s. Yeah. When they, they were, were like, you're witches. a woman speaking your mind. <laughs> like, the demon possesses you. <laughs> you can read? <laughs> okay. So Annalise's condition and symptoms started to worsen, and she started displaying aggression, self-injury, and drank her own urine and started eating insects. Yum. Pretty horrifying. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Astronauts drink their own urine. But they purify it first, don't they? Minor details. Bear Grylls (laughs) drinks his own urine. Who? Bear, bear grills. <laughs> he's, he's, like, he's a survivor. Is he the one who like buries it in the sand with cellophane and lets the sun distill it for him so that he can drink it? Nah, he's just the, like kisses sure it a bottle it. and is That's like, like one of the first things he does in like every episode yeah. is he just like pees in a bottle and chugs it. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> so They're like, fun. there's a pond right over there that seems pretty clean. Nah. Nah. You drink a water bottle. Nah. Don't yuck his yum. Uh, Anyways. (laughs) Still disgusting. (laughs) 
So in November of 1973, Annalise started the drug Tegretol, which is a mood stabilizer and an anti-seizure drug. She was also prescribed antipsychotics and took them very frequently. But despite her medications, Michelle's symptoms worsened. And she started to manifest growling, seeing demons, and throwing things. Did they have the capability of doing like an MRI or a CAT scan or anything like that? It was what, the 70s? It was the 70s? In I don't know. Oh, I don't know. I'm thinking she had a brain tumor. That's kind of what I'm thinking too. Oh. And so the medication isn't really going to do anything and the tumor is going to continue to grow. Mm-hmm. Well, she also it, could have been possessed. I mean, maybe. By a I mean, that's possible. Anything's possible. I, I have opinions mind. that she I would have been possessed for the end. by Dracula. I just said I have opinions I'm going to save for the end. Okay. <laughs> I think we couldn't talk about like what we think actually happened then. Okay. I'm sorry. I didn't want to cut you off. Was that rude? I'm no, sorry. I was I just babbling anyway. <laughs> a little bit longer. But I, I agree. I think that like, because obviously the medication wasn't working. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So Father Ernst Alt finally urged the local bishop to f- allow an exorcism. And upon seeing Annalise, Alt said that she didn't look like an epileptic. <laughs> Which, what does an epileptic look like unless they're in the middle of having a seizure? They're probably seizing. That's a good question. (laughs) Yeah. And he said that he never saw her having seizures, but who knows how often he was around the family. So I don't fucking know. Telling an autistic person, oh, you don't don't look look autistic. autistic. Like, you don't, you know. Don't do that. No, don't ever do that. that. (laughs) So Father Alt believed that she was suffering from demonic possession. And in 1975, gotta be it. Annalise wrote a letter to Father Alt saying, I am nothing. Everything about me is vanity. What should I do? I have to improve. You pray for me. I want to suffer for other people. But is this so cruel? I don't know what that means. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say that too. but I read that like five times and I was like, the fuck is she saying? Yeah, I don't know what that means either. It's also translated from German, so who knows. Um, So in September of 1975, Bishop Josef Stengel granted the priest Arnold Renz permission to exercise Annalise according to the Ritual Romanum of 1614. But the bishop ordered complete secrecy involving this case. So Renz performed the first session of the exorcism on September 24th of 1975. And during her religious rites, Michelle started talking frequently about dying to atone for the wayward youth of the day and the apostate priests of the modern church. She's like, fuck the hippies. I'm dying to fuck them. (laughs) (laughs) She's dying to atone for them. She's a martyr. Oh, yeah. That's just what I want. (laughs) (laughs) A poor German girl martyr. To die for my sins. Yep. Um, So during these sessions, Annalise said she believed to be possessed by five demons, Cain, Judas Iscariot, Adolf Hitler, Hmm. Nero and Lucifer himself. And James and I were talking about this last night because I was telling him about all the stuff that I was researching. We like it's so funny, funny, interesting, funny, not funny, haha, funny, because Hitler's not funny, haha, funny at all. Um, <laughs> but it's interesting that Hitler was one of the, the demons that she said possessed her. And I think that it's just because she was a German girl who grew up in the mm-hmm. like 50s to 70s yeah, well, like, post the yeah. you know world war ii germany and like at that point hitler was like vilified was, very rightly so yeah. for his crimes you know and all of the you know fucking well and a lot like so many quote unquote could explain one thing that you to something like a german <laughs> that act also <laughs> Hello. Hello again. This is Editing Salem and Hannah. Hello. We don't know what the fuck just happened. That was really weird. (laughs) Some technical issues. Um, Maybe we shouldn't have been quite so lighthearted about the episode 20 and 2020 curse. Um, (laughs) On an episode about possession. (laughs) Yeah, maybe maybe Hitler didn't like us uh, saying he wasn't good enough to be, (laughs) to possess a little girl. I stand by what I said. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to do our best to finish the story um, out to the break where um, is where our issues end. So Hannah, where do you want to take it from? Yeah. Um, so I'm just going to take it from the top of the possession or not the possession. That would be the whole entire thing. <laughs> I'm going to take it from the top of the exorcisms. So Arnold Renz 
uh, performed the first session of the exorcism on September 24th of 1975. And during the religious rites, Annalise Michelle started talking frequently about dying to atone for the wayward youth of the day and the apostate priests of the modern church. That's right. This I sounds remember familiar. <laughs> during these sessions, Annalise said she believed to be possessed by five demons, Cain, Judas Iscariot, Adolf Hitler, Nero, and Lucifer himself. Who is Nero? I never asked Isn't that Isn't Nero before. that Roman figure? Was he an emperor that fiddled while Rome burned? Was he? I don't know. I mean, that doesn't you really know. tell you who he is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to Google it. <laughs> yeah, okay. Nero was Roman emperor from 54 to 68, last ruler of the Julio-Claudian dynasty. Okay. Okay, cool. <laughs> Now we know. I think it's interesting that he also, I mean, I know we had said earlier that it was interesting that Adolf <laughs> was um, possessing the, the girl or that she would say, you know, that he was. But Nero, that's a weird one, too. Like, yeah. why? Well, she's Catholic. Do you learn about, like, Rome and Catholic school? But even if she Roman knew about Catholic. him, I didn't think he was... I mean, as far as Roman empire, emperors go, I didn't think he was, was he like bad? some horrible. <laughs> they all were like. I mean, yeah, that entire like empire was, was not about great. debauchery. Uh-huh. <laughs> and <laughs> but, yeah, why not like Caesar? Yeah, I don't know. I think that's kind of weird. Nero to me is weird, weirder than Adolf. Yeah, Mister Hitler. <laughs> don't give him that respect. <laughs> I was trying to think of a German insult, but I don't know German, so I can't. (laughs) Did I ever tell you about when I was at a high school, I used to like love doing dumb, stupid voices to annoy all my friends. Yeah. And my favorites were I did a Betty Boop voice. (laughs) And then I did like a small German man voice. (laughs) And I started calling it the littlest Fiona. And it was like Adolf Hitler, but like really incompetent. And like a small little baby boy. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. I loved it. <laughs> uh, yeah. So with that, um, the demons argued with each other. And Hitler said, people are stupid pigs. They think it's all over after death. It goes on. Wait, I'm going to do this in my littlest Fuhrer voice. <laughs> do it. <laughs> people are stupid pigs. They think it's all over after death. It goes on. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. <laughs> great. Um, so Judas said to, that Hitler was nothing but a big mouth who had no real say in hell. I could see his point of view. I, I mean, mean, Judas literally killed Jesus. So. Yeah. yeah so. <laughs> Compared Sorry. to that. Second fiddle, Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> so Annalise began refusing to eat. And at this point, her parents had stopped consulting her doctors and relied solely on the exorcism rites. But it wasn't her parents being bad parents. I mean, although you could argue that. But Annalise had actually requested that her parents stop consultation with the doctors. So it was her decision. Yeah, we had a discussion about this before the curse took over our episode. (laughs) Um, The possession of our episode. Um, (laughs) But uh, and Bell was pretty heated about the belief yeah. that the parents should have done something, and I can see her point of view. But if Annalise was an adult, yeah, I don't know, they th- should have taken her to a doctor. But short of like putting in a stomach tube, how do you force a grown person to eat? Yeah, you, know? you don't. You don't. And if you have the same belief that that sick person does where they think that the doctor won't help, then, like, what are you supposed to do? Well, it's like these Christian scientists who don't believe in taking, like, going to the doctor and taking their children to the doctor. And there have been cases where they've been charged with the death of their child from neglect. Like, Mm -hmm. if one of their children was sick with an illness and they didn't seek medical help, that's their religion. So there's, like, that fine line of the freedom in our country to practice our religion to the point, though, where these children are dependent. But then again, Annalise was an adult. Yeah, so. exactly. If she was a child, I feel like <laughs> I would agree different. more so with Belle because then that is neglect to a certain extent, refusing yeah. to get medical aid for your child. Like, if regardless of if they actually need it or if it actually works, like a refusal to do that 
can absolutely be seen as neglect, mm-hmm. which is why they were charged with negligent homicide. So, yeah, I mean, it wasn't like they went completely unpunished. So, yeah, but like again, as an adult, you can't force her to do anything. And what would the moral thing to do though be? What would be the moral thing to do though? <laughs> but their their moral thing know. to do was to follow their religion follow their religion and so, their daughter's wishes it's just yeah. so bizarre i don't know if i would be able to follow your wishes if you were refusing food and essentially starving to death and mm-hmm. potentially not in your right mind i don't know if i would be like oh it's my religion and it's what my daughter wants i think i would be like no let's find some sort of intervention you know yeah but it's also not this what the 70s yeah, it was 75 and in Germany. Yeah, so, so, like, culturally, they're already different. Yeah. Weird Damn ass Germans. Germans. <laughs> <laughs> Says the two most German people. Yeah, we're, we're the most German people in the room right now. We're the only people in the room right now, so I would hope so. <laughs> All right. In about 10 months from 1975 to 1976, 67 exorcisms occurred. Um, one or two each week, lasting up to four hours a session. So within 10 months, yes, there was 67 exorcisms. Yes. Wow. That's a That's lot. That's a lot. <laughs> That's a ton. One or two a week. Yeah. Almost like she's just like getting some therapy or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like I could see going to therapy that often within 10 months. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and if it's really bad, I could see some four-hour sessions, maybe. (laughs) Oh, my God. My therapist would hate me if we had four-hour sessions. Everybody's therapist would hate them. I think she already hates me because I've, like, ghosted her a little bit. There's a reason why they're, like, looking at their watch 10 minutes before (laughs) sessions up. It's not about the money. It's like, I can't listen to this anymore. My current therapist is really great, though. She never looks at the watch. She'll, like, glance over and be like, oh, shit, time's up. I'm like... Thank you, Kelly. That's a really good <laughs> I therapist. I love you. That's but now great. I've ghosted her because of COVID. Oh, COVID's fucked up so many relationships. It's not as bad as the time that I ghosted my therapist in college when I was like, yo, I'm going to kill myself. And yeah, they were like, oh my God, you need to come in every week. And I was like, nah, bitch, bye. And, <laughs> and they thought you had killed yourself. That was a horrible thing to do to your therapist. I feel really bad about it. And I it. hope that she is still a therapist and that you didn't ruin her I career. think she is. <laughs> I think she is. <laughs> I feel horrible about uh, it. Well, It's fine. It's over. <laughs> shit happens. We're not perfect people. <clears throat> well, and then she saw me a couple months and later. She and knows was like, you're alive now. You didn't die, bitch. <laughs> yeah, she knows you're Congrats. alive. It's not like she's still traumatized yeah you know toiling with that <laughs> i think she's dead <laughs> that hannah she had such a beautiful voice anyway <laughs> on july 1st of 1976 annalise michelle died in her home the autopsy reports that the cause of death was malnutrition and dehydration due to being in a semi-starvation state for almost a year she weighed only 30 kilograms which is 68 pounds had broken knees due to genuflection, which is the act of bending a knee to the ground, and it's common in Christian religious practices. Yeah, I don't think it's common to like fall to your knees so that you break them. No. I think you just genuflection kneel. is common though. But you just kneel. It's just yeah. like it's just like when we go to church with George, mm-hmm. you know, stand up, sit down, kneel, sit down, kneel, stand up, kneel, sit down. That's genuflection. Yeah, is when you kneel, but you don't like now they give you bumpers, but um, you're not like. For her to break her knees, she'd have to be, like, falling to her knees. Do you know what I mean? Well, or even, I feel like, I don't know how bad the breaks were, but I feel like you could break your knees by, like, being on a hard surface for an extended period of time. Maybe. And if you were, like, constantly, not even just, like, the velocity of which you do it, I feel like just the repeated act of doing it. Maybe yeah, not break maybe, your knees. Maybe. I don't know. How does a human I mean, body work? Someone tell we us. We don't know. <laughs> we don't know how badly they were broken either, like you said. So it just, the image I get is like you'd need to, like, I don't know. Yeeting herself to the ground. Yeah. Which maybe she was if she was yeah. possessed or crazy, whichever. Or maybe they were pushing her. Maybe That's they were speculation. pushing her to I don't the know. ground. <laughs> That's tr- wild speculation. But <laughs> Which is what we do best on this show. Is what we do best. <laughs> Just join us for wild speculation. <laughs> so Annalise 
had broken her knees and she was unable to move without assistance. She was also reported to have contracted pneumonia at this time. Um, and she was only 23 at the time of her death. That's sad. How, but she was sick for a long time. Possessed it was since because it because she was like sick all the way through college and stuff. Yeah, right. So it was like when she was uh, when she was sixteen, 16. is when she had like her first seizure. Wow, and then started hearing voices and having hallucinations when she was praying. So that's seven years. Yeah, seven years. I was gonna say that initially, but it would have been wild speculation. <laughs> Mine was an educated guess. <laughs> so, well, that's pretty tragic. Yeah. It's a sad story. And is that where we're leaving it to break? Yep. All right. We're going to break. And when, when we come back, it will be <laughs> back to the original podcast we recorded <laughs> with all of us. Hope you enjoy. Hope you enjoy. Hope you enjoy. We're doing it. We're doing it. Okay. Doing it and doing it and doing it. Ah, remember that song? <laughs> yes, no. I do remember that song. Just like that. That's exactly what it sounded like. Don't, <laughs> don't put that in. That's awkward. I might. I don't want that to be in. Welcome back. Uh, welcome back. Welcome. 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 All right. <laughs> <laughs> So when we left off, Tuesday. Annalise had just died. Sad, sad times. Um, after the death of Annalise, there was an investigation into her death. And the state prosecutor... <laughs> the state prosecutor maintained that uh, Annalise's death could have been prevented. So in 1976, the state charged Michelle's parents and the two priests, Ernst Alt and Arnold Rhines with negligent homicide. Annalise's body was exhumed during this trial and tapes were played of the exorcism in court. Okay, hold on. I just got to say, what was it, what, what, what was the names there? Ernst Arnt and Arnold? Doesn't that sound like... Ernst Alt. Ernst Alt and, and Arnold, Arnold Renz. Ernst Art and Arnold... <laughs> you can't do it. Ernst Arnt and Arnold should be a law firm. That's all I was going to say. That was an awful long setup for it's hard to say. There were only Terrence Art and Arnold. You're yeah, separating sorry. them into three people, but have okay. you been injured in a car accident? Have you died in a possession? <laughs> <laughs> so Annalise's parents were defended by Eric Schmidt Leichner. Le- Leichner. Yes. Sure. Yeah. It's L E I. Good job. So Leichner. Leichner. <laughs> Yeah, gotta get the Eric There we go. <laughs> uh, and their lawyers were sponsored by the church. No parties were jailed uh, prior to the trial. And the priests were recommended by the prosecution. The prosecution recommended that the priests were only fined and the parents should be exempt from punishment as they had, quote, suffered enough, which is an actual criterion in German penal law. Hmm. And hmm. I looked it up. I looked up the law and it's section 60 dispensing with penalty. And it reads the court dispenses with imposing a penalty. If the consequences of the offense suffered by the offender are so serious that the imposition of penalties would clearly be inappropriate. This does not apply if the offender has incurred a penalty of imprisonment for a term of more than a year for the offense. So what they're saying is you already lost your daughter. Obviously, that sucks more. Yeah, I think so, from what I understand. It's kind of nice. Yeah. I mean, they didn't want their daughter to die. I think they probably were trying to do what they thought was the best for her. Uh were only weird and... um, like ignorant way, yeah. you know. They're what only I mean? being charged with negligent homicide, not yeah. like first degree murder or anything. Yeah. So they know that it wasn't intentional. It was just negligence that could have led to her death. Yeah, yeah, but your actions have consequences. Yeah, and the consequences that their daughter died, and now yeah. they get to live without a daughter. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, that's the consequence. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's a pretty I mean, big I guess consequence. I get it, but it's just like. That's what's called it a natural consequence. It doesn't take a fucking heart surgeon to figure out that you need to feed a person. 
She was refusing to eat. They were not. There was no point where they were like refusing to give her food. It was her refusing to eat. And she's an adult. And so what do you do other than like if they would have commit uh, her? Yeah. If they would have seeked medical. You fucking figure out somebody that's going to help her. In the 70s in Germany, you really think that they were going to commit her, especially when they were a hyper religious family that believed that everything was God's will. But they could have had a doctor put in a feeding tube or something. something. But they were, I mean, they were doing the best they could with the information they had. I agree. And they made mistakes. Yeah. And the consequences of those mistakes were the death of of their daughter which is pretty tragic yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> Belle just wants to see somebody get punished <laughs> that's the difference between nat- natural and arbitrary consequences natural consequences are those that occur naturally in the environment and arbitrary are those that another person in in imparts that's not the right word imposes on, imposes on a human um that have no actual like real connection to what happen and then yeah, logical yeah. is somewhere in is in the middle where it's something someone imposes but it's directly connected to the they still killed the person i and just schooled you right there where i'm at is that yeah their daughter died but they fucking killed her like <laughs> there's a spectrum though belly it's yeah. not everything is not so black and white that's true that's i why, hear you though i hear yeah. you burn those bitches down <laughs> <laughs> um okay so the trial started on march 30th of 1978 And doctors testified that Annalise wasn't possessed and that her belief of being possessed was a psychological effect of being brought up in a strictly religious household as well as her epilepsy. So the two of those things combined to make her believe that she was being possessed. Dr. Richard Roth, who was asked for medical help by Ernst Alt during Annalise's exorcism, allegedly told her that there is no injection against the devil, Annalise. Oh, Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> even this doctor who was brought in for medical advice during the exorcism still said she was possessed. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but if it's a doctor that the bishop himself brought in to help how. Not the bishop. Or the priest though. Mm-hmm. Right. Like he had to have been affiliated with the church. He had to have. If the priest True. is seeking this doctor for help, it kind of makes me believe that the doctor was a little bit biased to begin with. If yeah. this is the person that the priest trusts to be on his side, you mm-hmm. know, like. Yeah, I agree. Um, the defense said that the exorcism was legal and that German the German constitution protects citizens in the unrestricted exercise of their religious beliefs, which is true. The exorcism was legal. The bishop had agreed mm-hmm. to allow. He had sanctioned it. So it wasn't illegal by the terms of German law or by the church's requirements. Uh, They then played recordings of the exorcism sessions featuring what was allegedly demons arguing in order to assert their claim that Annalise was possessed and didn't have any psychological issues. And I have some of that recording here. And I will play it. Cool. It's in German, so. Whether it's a possession or not, it's fucking terrifying. Yeah, Yeah, that's creepy. Very (laughs) creepy, yeah. There's like hours worth of that audio on the internet. That was just like a minute of a little snippet. Um, But yeah, if you listen to all of it, it's real fucked up and like super scary and sad. That is. Hmm. So the priests said that Annalise was finally freed from her possession because of the exorcism right before her death. That sounds really Which, convenient. Which, like, cool, cool assertion, <laughs> she's dead. So, yeah. <laughs> we Yay, exercised we the demon, it, but, you know. <laughs> Sorry. Celebrate. We did it. <laughs> Away. So, Bishop Josef Stangl said that he wasn't aware of Annalise's health conditions when he approved the exorcism, and he refused to testify before the court. And all of the accused were found guilty of manslaughter resulting from negligence and were sentenced to six months in jail and three years of probation. However, the, suspend, or the sentences were later suspended. 
And it was a much lighter sentence than expected, but it was still more than what the prosecution had recommended for both of the Hmm. parties involved. Um, So this case drew a lot of public and media attention due to the church approving such an old-fashioned exorcism, right? And after the trial, Annalise's parents asked to exhume her remains, with the reasoning being that she had been buried really quickly and hastily in a cheap coffin, so they wanted to bury her in, like, an appropriate coffin. And on February 25th, 1978, Michelle's remains were replaced in a new oak coffin lined with tin, and official reports stated that her body showed signs of consistent deterioration. I don't know why they included that in the Wikipedia. She's, I guess She's like, still decomposing, guys. Well, like, if she was possessed, maybe, that, like, her, she, body. her body would have decomposed differently. Maybe, I don't know. not, yeah. Um, <laughs> they pull her out, and she's, like, pristine. Yeah. They pull her out, and she <laughs> opens her eyes. Hi, Mom. (laughs) So the priests were both discouraged from seeing Annalise's remains, and Arnold Renz stated later that he was prevented from entering the mortuary at all. And Annalise's grave is now a pilgrimage site. And because of this case, the number of officially sanctioned exorcisms in Germany decreased greatly, despite Pope Benedict supporting a wider use of exorcisms. Hmm. Like, pretty recently, too. It was like the recent Pope Benedict. I, the number is like XV1, 15, 16. What 11? is that? That would be 16. That'd be 16. 16, I mean, hey. <laughs> I could be wrong about the n- numerals that They're I saw, but. All the same. That's not true. Because <laughs> Pope John Paul, the one that I'm related to, thanks to dad, through marriage, or as he so says, Cut that out if that's a lie, because dad lies. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But he embellishes. He embellishes. He told me that we are related to Pope John Paul, Mm -hmm. and um, he's the one who, in 1999, had said that there should be less exorcisms, if none at all. Pope John Paul was a dope pope. Um, (laughs) My favorite pope is Pope John Paul Ringo George. And Kelly was struck by lightning on her way home. <laughs> blasphemy. 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 <laughs> That's an Eddie Izzard joke. Credit where it's Oh, good. I love it. So on June 6th, 2013, a fire broke out in the house where Annalise Michelle used to live. And the local police said that it was arson, but a lot of the locals attributed it to the exorcism itself. It was the devil. Just a bunch of dumb kids. I know, probably. It was probably <laughs> dumb kids who were like, oh, all the locals will think that this is the possession. It's like It was like kids like my dad, who basically started a good chunk of the folklore that exists around Riverdale Road now. Like, yep. I, I don't know how much credit he can take for that. I'm sure some. I'm sure some of it. I was like, I didn't believe him when he but told he me. But he also embellishes. I know, he embellishes. <laughs> I didn't believe him when Both he told me until I read an article about an investigation that they did on the one area he told me that it was like the there was like you know like folklore that existed about Riverdale Road before mm-hmm. he like went and like set in the up 50s the bullshit you know whenever that road but a was lot built. of the a lot of the cult like rumors that are yeah. going oh, around yeah. the cult a stuff lot he... of that was him just like <laughs> bullshitting around with his friends in high school a lot and of kids now, did it I yeah. mean it was, yeah it was like that generation all of the kids that fucking preceded me from my high school that generation <laughs> of can I say the name because yeah. it does it, is it called that still do you know what? The high school is it still Don't called? Say the name. No. Say the name. Why? No, it's not called that anymore. Let's give it. Give credit where credit's due. The I mean, kids uh, when uh, totally contributed the to the Riverdale, they did it. And then all of the kids that went to school uh, after that perpetuated the lore by uh-huh. feeding into yeah. the bullshit. We, because the amount of times that I drove up and down Riverdale Road oh, yeah. with my friends and was like, oh, what the It was an was initiation that? when I was yeah. in choir. I did it like they took me, this group of choir kids, the summer before I started my freshman year, took me up and down Riverdale and told me this horror stories about how one of them had seen this white-robed figure jump out of the, the woods in front of their car and they hit it and when they went home there was blood all over their car and they had to clean it off and like just this horror and I anyway yes a lot of that is conjecture that was created by all of these dumb high schoolers but but I (laughs) I had a very real experience on Riverdale that I think I've told 
all of you about before where I was driving up and down it with Max and we were like, yeah, it's not scary. And it was like in the middle of the fucking night in the summer. Um, we were driving all the way down to one end. And suddenly I looked out in a field. I said something about seeing something in the field. And then I like blacked out for a second, started driving closer to the field. And Max had to like push me to get me to steer and like stay on the road. And I was like, what? And then we turned back around in that same fucking area on the way back. A giant white thing flew at my car. We like heard it hit my car and we were like, fuck that, fuck that, fuck that. And we drove and we stopped. There was nothing on my car indicating that I had hit anything at all and it came out of nowhere did and you after hit we it? drove past it it wasn't there like there was nothing there did you hit it or did it hit you it hit me <clears throat> that's crazy <laughs> i like your whisper <laughs> me. well i think you know i mean i feel like obviously like the rumors started from somewhere so like yeah. to deny that there's energy in that area i feel like is you know kind of like pushing away a lot of like the root of what happened but i feel like is it as it's like one of those questions like was it that crazy to begin with or is it getting perpetually more and more crazy because of the amount of energy that all of these kids especially teenage kids that are having they have this like abundance of energy and they have all of this like you know like going through puberty and stuff especially Mm -hmm. like well and you can bring that back Mm -hmm. to possessions and like not only possessions but even like uh poltergeist activity Mm -hmm. like it occurs mostly to young women because young women are going through such a change with their hormones Mm -hmm. and they have all of this energy being created at this time and then especially if you're already a religious person like it's so easy for you to have these issues and then create more issues by believing in it so deeply mm-hmm. that like you create them to a certain extent mm-hmm. well, not to say that there wasn't something there to begin with yeah. but your energy and your mindset going into that can absolutely further mm-hmm. that like going back to well, the story like you were saying that like you know like i don't know like her brain was like trying to explain away like what was happening to it and it wasn't yeah. like there's no other way like anybody that goes through anything like that is gonna have you know, just like a hard time grappling with what mm-hmm. is wrong with and them. Especially and like the being psychosis. able to get to a specific diagnosis, I feel like helps because yes. then you have more of a kind of like medical understanding about like what physiologically is going on in your body. But it totally makes sense why it would have escalated to that extreme in this situation yeah. because nobody knew what was going on. And the only thing that the whole family really knew, like truly like knew was religion mm-hmm. and especially in the 70s mm-hmm. like there was obviously there was some help for psychoses but even now people still don't fully understand how mm-hmm. psychoses works oh, yeah. and like people are vilified for having any type of psychotic disorder mm-hmm. and even antipsychotics nowadays don't work very well for a lot of people and they still experience psychotic episodes and like psychoses is really hard especially if you have a very strong set of beliefs that like refuse for you to believe that Mm -hmm. that that is actually real like it's really easy to dismiss it as something else that's why we need to advocate for mental health awareness and treatment yes for everyone yes so that we don't have any more botched exorcisms (laughs) that's the primary reason (laughs) yeah (laughs) so this this case is like really popular in pop culture media. Obviously, the most obvious being the exorcism of Emily Rose. Um, but also, apparently, first issue, which is John Linden's post Sex Pistols album, contains a song called Annalisa, which like is directly about the case. Hmm. And then also, a band called Ice Nine Kills used audio clips from the exorcism and their Ooh. song Communion of the Cursed. That's I wanna creepy. I hear that song. I know, I want to hear it too. I didn't look it up, but that's Maybe like we can put up. a link on our Facebook and on our Twitter yeah. when we find it. Creepy. Yeah. Yeah. And that's so. the story of the exorcism of Annalise Michelle. So do you think she was really possessed? I don't think so. I think, like I was saying, I think that she had a psychosis that she didn't understand. And I think her extreme religious beliefs pushed it to the point point where she believed that she was possessed enough that maybe she even began exhibiting things of like a real possession who's to say a possession is real or not i don't fucking know well then that was going to be my second question do you believe that there that people can be and have been possessed 
Do you think that's something that's possible? I think anything's possible. So yeah, I think it's possible. But I think that the majority of like people who have been said to be possessed were probably, probably not. not. Especially because you don't hear about possession cases nowadays because people have a better understanding of mental illness. And we have we better medication. It. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so I think for a really long time, especially with how hyper-religious certain areas of the world were back in the day, and like why you find so many people who are like quote-unquote possessed in Italy because that's where the Vatican is, and mm-hmm. like they're all so hyper-religious that that is the first explanation on their mind. Yeah. It's part of the long, long history of explaining things we don't understand through religion. Yeah. People with disabilities were explained as being possessed and Mm -hmm. being devils and demons. People with mental health issues. I mean, it's just a part of, I don't understand this thing in front of me, so you must have done something to deserve it. Mm -hmm. You must be possessed by the devil. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm a good Christian, so I'm going to be fine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And not just Christianity, of course, but all, you know, explaining anything we don't understand with religion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's cool. It was a good story. Yeah. Thanks, Hannah. Good job, Hannah. Nice Thanks. way to bring back from the hiatus. Hoi-a-tus. From the hiatus. <laughs> all right. So I guess it's time to move on to things that don't suck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, everybody should have their things that don't suck in the front of their mind. Who wants to go first? Me. Okay. Um, my thing that doesn't suck is I got a brand new TV yesterday. Yay. And it's huge. And it is very cheap. <laughs> I've never had a TV this nice. That's cool. I'm like, happy for I'm you. so excited. And it's so big. And when we first set it up, we were watching something. And I was like, oh, my eyes hurt. Um, but it's fantastic. And I love it. And also, I got to watch the rest of Waco on it last night. So that's also a thing that doesn't suck. Because that show is fucking great. Watch it. It's on Netflix. Cool. All right, Came out a few years it. ago. Cool. Things that don't suck. Bouncing off of Hannah's thing that doesn't suck. I got to take Hannah's old TV yesterday. Woo-hoo. So now I have a TV in Yay. the living room and the bedroom. <laughs> well, that's cool. Things that don't suck. My thing that doesn't suck is that my cat that was on death's door is not yet dead. Yay! Yay! And she's Go doing much pie. better. She's doing really well. And we're just enjoying every we every moment but this it sounds really cheesy so i started trying to rephrase it in my head because i was gonna say we're enjoying every moment with her what we have but it's true yeah yeah that's cool so she eventually goes and we're stabbing her every single day (laughs) stabby stabby (laughs) to give her fluids and shoving pills down her throat to make her force her to stay with us a little longer the one thing honestly if i had to get to a point with pear where i had to like stab him every day and like pill him every day it probably best for all of us to just let him die. Yeah. Like, honestly, it would be traumatizing for every party involved, probably enough to the point where Pear would have a better quality of life. If just, just dying. <laughs> we used to think that about Piwacket just with pilling even. Yeah. And then when we started thinking about fluids, we were like, there's no way. But the better that we get at it and the mm-hmm. more that she gets used to it, like, it's actually pretty fun. That's now. what I was going to say. Because when like, I first started pilling Nilbog, I was like, he's going to have a heart attack in I my just, arm. Can't even walk. Is this worth it? Past pair. Like, pair will be sitting in the hallway, and I will, like, be trying to go into the bedroom. And if I walk towards him with any amount of purpose at (laughs) all, he panics and he runs. Like, it doesn't matter. I'm like, I'm just trying to get around you. Like, you're just sitting right in the way. Like, I try to, like, oh, oh. And he still is like, ah, like, (laughs) zoom. (laughs) Poor pair. I guess I'm going to go with my thing that doesn't suck. So my thing that doesn't suck is that um, I discovered this video and it's really just the audio that cracks me up and I work in a vet hospital. So it's become my thing to do when things are stressful because it's been very stressful, you know, for everybody as of late. So here is my thing that doesn't suck. Whenever a cute dog comes in, I start saying, can I pet that dog? <laughs> it's my favorite thing to do. I love That's it. Good. 
All right. So um, I guess this is the end of our show. I just want to, you know, remind anybody that's listening, if they want to get in touch with us, they can email us at ffsthepodcast at gmail.com. Or we are on Facebook, F'd Up Family Storytime. We are Spelled on... Spelled E-F-F-E-D. We are... Um, Facebook or Twitter and Instagram is both FFS the podcast. Are they um, both yeah, FFS both, the podcast? Mm, so okay. at FFS the podcast if you want to find us on Twitter. But I think our name and is F'd Up Family Storytime on yeah, both of yeah. them. Yeah, E-F-F-E-D. And anybody that's been listening to us, you know, that um, I don't know if anyone's missed us. I hope somebody did. I hope you guys missed us. us. Yeah, I hope you missed us. But um, if you're looking for our new podcast, we changed the name of our feed also, E-F-F-E-D. So it's easier to search. So if you can't find it, that might be why. We also just want to do a quick shout out to Reverie True Crime Podcast. Their Twitter handle is at Reverie Crime Pod. They shouted us out a little while ago. And we just want to say... Thanks. Thank you. We appreciate it. Thanks. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, oh, yeah. Are we going to say bye oh, first? Oh, yeah. We should probably do that. All yeah. right. Until next time. Bye. We don't. We never did we work never a sign-off. Yeah, I know. Yeah, so you can just fade it out a little of what we yeah. Yeah, Do you want to say your Albeter's like, name? Oh, it's very fitting today. I would like to say, how about we should do... I just love it because your dad... Used